Action Church, how we doing? Doing okay? Hey, uh, hey! before we get into this new uh, four-week series called Follow, uh, I wanna celebrate uh, all that God did last weekend, Easter weekend. We had 524 people give their life to Jesus. 524 people that filled out a card and then checked that B box, and we are just so proud of you. If you are one of those 524, uh, the heavens are rejoicing, and we're rejoicing as your church family. Uh, and we always... We always celebrate numbers at Action Church because we believe that every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story, it matters to God. And if you checked that box last week and started your journey, we would love to be a part of the story that God is writing uh, in your life and will continue to write in your life. And so and we just invite you to be a part of everything going on here uh, at Action Church. And it really is a great time uh, for you to be a part of Action Church. If you are new to your faith or recommitting uh, your life, we really designed uh, this series for uh, those of you who check that B box or maybe you are in that C category or maybe you're in the A category and you just don't quite know what to do. And we're gonna talk about what it means to follow Jesus. Matthew 16, verse 24 will be our theme scripture over the next four weeks. It says this, then Jesus, he said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. And we're called to follow Jesus. And, and I did not forget to get ready this morning. I did not make a mistake, and I am not making a fashion statement. I am wearing some Crocs. And if you don't own a pair of Crocs, you are, you are missing out on life. I, I, was slow, I was slow to the game. I was slow to the Croc game. I'm only about six months in to my Croc journey. But they, there are... These things are multifaceted, and I just want you to know, I'm doing this as an illustration, but I may just start preaching in these. I've never been more comfortable in my whole life. Like, I, I just, I, I may get rid of all my shoe collection and just buy every color of Croc. There's a color of Croc for every single day of the week. I don't know if you know about these Crocs, but they are, you can slide them on. They can be house slippers. I wore them to Volcano Bay this week. You can, you can wear them barefoot and get a little air in there, a little air-conditioned croc, or you can go with crocs and socks. And I'm a big fan of crocs and socks. It's a, it's a higher, higher level of fashion. When I'm, when I'm in the airport, these are my new airport shoes. If you see me on an airplane, you will see me in Crocs. And, and they're comfortable because you can get right in, you sit down, you can slide your feet right out of these Crocs. Or if you're late for a flight, I don't know if you know this feature, but you can throw these babies in four-wheel drive. And you, I mean, you can go. Like I'll race any of you right now with my Crocs on. These are multi faceted shoes. There are, uh, there are times and places to wear Crocs, and Sunday morning on the platform is probably not one of those. They're, these are very functional shoes, but at, at a certain point, you need, you need to change your shoes. And so I, I had the team uh, put together some, some shoes uh, this week. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna change, because I can't, I can't really take my, even myself seriously at this point. And so we're gonna pull a full-on Mr. Rogers this morning, and so... Won't you be my neighbor? No sweaters, though. That's just Pastor Tyler. <laughs> this feels way better. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Crocs, these are my Crocs, and I do actually love them. These are a, a, a recreational shoe. 
If you're wearing these to any dress experience or anywhere else, like you just, somebody should tell you you're like the, you're like the person on American Idol that can't sing and you just, you showed up and everybody was like, no, you can sing and you embarrass, like you should, there's places you shouldn't wear these. Right? Um, I wanna compare in the first part of this series, too many of us have settled for a, a Croc-style faith. Like it, it's got holes in it. Like it's, it's, there's so many things in your theology or your doctrine or your ideals that you, you've got holes all in it. They're recreational. And too many of us, I need you to catch this before we move on, too many of us have settled for a recreational Jesus. It's comfortable, it's easy, makes us feel good. But I don't know if you know this, if, if it starts to rain or it starts to need to do a little bit more, these things are not very functional. I wanna trade in the next four weeks a recreational faith for a functional faith. A faith that actually sustains, a faith that we can build on, a faith that is, is following is following Jesus. I wanna go um, to the scriptures again in Matthew chapter four, and I want to, to talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus. We're gonna take the next four weeks, and today I wanna give you an overview of being a follower. Next week, we're gonna talk about the, the power of God's word in our life. And then week three, we're gonna talk about the power of, of community and accountability and healthy relationships. And then week four, we're gonna talk about prayer and worship and what the presence of God has to offer us as we follow him. The, the title for today's message is Answering the Call. I wanna answer the call of Jesus. And, and some of you are just starting a relationship. Here's how I wanna put it in context. Some of you, this is your first date. You know what I mean? You met Jesus last week, today's the first date. And you're, you're getting to know each other. But you gotta got answer the call to go on that, that first date. Others of you, you, you've been married a long time and you've settled for just existing and you stop dating Jesus. And what I mean by that, you stop being in a, in a healthy relation. And then I wanna talk about answering the call and following and starting a relationship with Jesus. Matthew chapter four, verses 18 through 22. This is in the New Living Translation. It says, one day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Verse 19, Jesus called. Talking about answering the call. And Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, there were two brothers, John and James, sitting in the boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called to them to, they immediately followed him, leaving their boat and their father Behind. Here's the first thing I want you to write down. Becoming a follower of Jesus, trading in a, a croc-style faith, a recreational faith for a, for a fully functional, foundational faith. The first thing we need to do, the first thing we, we see here is we need to listen to Jesus. Jesus called and they listened. It said, Jesus called, come and follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. It says at once they left their nets and they, they followed him. We gotta listen to Jesus. But we're in a pretty ADD generation. I am the chief of sinners when it comes to ADD. And we are a distracted group of people. That's true. Come on, distracted. Every red light we sit for three extra seconds because somebody is checking their Facebook. Hello? Scrolling through Instagram, email. We're, we are distracted. 
How many times have you gone to a, a restaurant and we're all guilty of this? You see a family sitting there and nobody's talking to anybody. Just, we're just distracted. Are you like me? I have a, I have a 10-year-old and a six-year-old. Do your kids like, like morph into a different world when they're watching TV or on, a, or on their tablet? Like you could talk to them and you don't even exist. Hey, bud, time for school. Hey, Bentley, it's almost time. Hey, Bentley, hey, Bentley, hey, Kingston. And then it'll be like two minutes before and I'll be like, hey, we're leaving. They're, Bentley's like, I, I didn't know it was time. I've been telling you for a half hour, giving you a minute update. And we're laughing, dads, but we're no different. Guys are the same way. Like we are, the, we cannot multitask. You ever been in a conversation somebody catches you? Like I kind of have these fillers, oh yeah? Oh wow, great, yeah. And then what happened? And they're like, I asked you a question. Like, oh, I was a little, was a little distracted. You ever said this to somebody that you love? Maybe your kids, stop what you're doing and listen to me. I think the Spirit of God is, is trying to get our attention in this season in a world that is kind of chaotic in a, in a pandemic or post-pandemic world. We were, we were distracted. I think God is using this. He did not instigate it, but using this to say, hey, church, hey, believers, if you really wanna follow me, you've gotta listen. You gotta take your eyes off of your nets and off of your things and off of your stuff, and you gotta, you gotta listen to me. So my question for you today is, what are you focused on? Like, what are you focused on? Like, what do you wake up thinking about? It will be what drives you. Focus is the key factor in following Jesus, but too many of us aren't focused on him. He's a part of what we're doing. He's a recreation. He's a crock. We like him when it's comfortable and easy, but we don't like him when we need to be focused on the right things at the right time. And We gotta learn to follow Jesus. And the first step in following him is that we gotta become stronger. Listeners, and we're gonna talk about next week. I'm really excited about next week as we talk about the Word of God because too many of us, the, the Bible is, is archaic, it's old, it's just, it's just this, this idea, we, we, we need to read it just because God said so, it's a discipline. No, it's the living, active Word of God. And, and too many of us, we'll talk about next week, too many of us say God's not speaking to me, but we have couple thousand pages which he already spoke to us like and unless we had that thing memorized like it's probably something we could find in there and we got to listen we got to listen to Jesus I'm getting into next week pastor Eddie I better stop I'm really excited about the authority of God's word we're gonna talk about next week we got to listen to Jesus everybody say listen listen, listen to Jesus here's the second one we got to follow Jesus but here's the key point we got to follow Jesus wherever he leads And that's why we need more of a functional faith, not a recreational faith, because sometimes Jesus is gonna lead us into some situations that aren't comfortable. I think all too often, he, he is leading us out of comfort to pursue the, the calling that he has for us. We gotta follow Jesus wherever he leads. Here's the verse, back to verse 19. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me. Not follow your feelings, not follow your opinions, not follow your ideas, not follow your version of me. No, just me. And I will show you how to fish for people. See, what he does is he, he takes our, our, our gifts and he gives them purpose. Like they were fishermen and he was connecting their, what they're good at to their, their purpose. Like uh, you guys get the fishing analogy because you're fishermen. I'm gonna teach you how to catch something that matters. And that's what, that's what we are called to be a part of as the local church, as the body of Christ. You, you will never make sense to yourself until you find your purpose. And that is in following Jesus. I wanna get practically for a second and just talk about what it means to, to be a follower of Jesus. 
So many of us want to lead in the church and in ministry and in, in business. But what I found in building a couple of businesses before Action Church and then being a part of helping build Action Church is you got to learn how to follow before you learn how to lead. Like you got, you got to learn how, you're, you're, and honestly, if you're going to be a leader one day, you're going to attract who you are, not what you say. And even more importantly, what I've seen, you're going to attract who you were as a follower. That's true. So we gotta learn how to follow. Some of us wanna learn how to lead. We're a leadership culture in America, and, and I'm all for it. I love all the leadership books, learning how to lead, but, but, but before we learn how to lead, we gotta learn how to follow. Come and follow me. I love Jesus. He didn't say, hey, come sit and listen. And we have a lecture society in the Western culture, but Jesus did not train up his disciples. He did not teach them in just a classroom setting. I, I love what we get to do on Sunday mornings. I love the power and the presence of God, the power of God's word, but, but life change doesn't happen just on a Sunday morning. Jesus didn't say, hey, set a meeting with me once a week and let's, no, that's recreate. Like this is, this is a part of it. But he said, come and follow me. Like, I wanna teach you how to, to, to treat the least of these. I wanna teach you how to treat the tax collectors. I wanna teach you how to treat people on the road. I wanna teach you how to rest and take a break from, I wanna teach you how to go through storms on the water. Like, you gotta, you gotta follow. Maybe we gotta learn how to follow. Did you know the disciples followed for a whole year? 27 AD would be when this, uh, Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter 10, when they're sent out for the first time on their, on their own to, and we'll get there in just a moment. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, there's a full year in between. So basically Jesus said, hey, come follow me. And he took a year and they just watched. And they learned. And he gave them some, some things to do, but he did not release and give them authority and send them out for a whole year. So I wanna teach you something practically we do here at Action Church with our, our staff and our team. I think this may help you if you're in business or just with raising your kids or just in relationships in which you're training anything. It's a simple phrase, and I think Jesus modeled this. It's I do, we do, you do. That's how we train people. Jesus said, hey, come watch me as I do it. Come watch me as I cast out demons, as I preach that the kingdom of heaven is near. Come watch me as I lay hands on the sick and they are set free. Come and watch. And then over the next few months, hey, let's do this together. And what happens there is there's some, some training that happens. There's some correcting. We're learning how to be a follower as we're listening to instruction. And then there's a time where Jesus in Matthew chapter 10 said, hey, good luck, that's why one of our reaction statements here at Action Church is we teach people to swim in the shallow end. But we love them enough not to let them stay there. It's I do, we do. And then at a certain point, it's like, hey, I need to do it. Now, I need the power and the presence of God, but I've got to go out and do my own thing. And here's what I, I wrote down as we follow Jesus in this thought. We've got to learn to follow Jesus. God will release you to do what he's called you to do in his timing. Amen. See, too many of us rush it. Like we really think, like I, I raised my hand last week, I checked the box and I'm gonna be a location pastor at Action Church next year. <laughs> now maybe, but probably not. Like you don't even know all 60, you didn't even know there were 66 books in the Bible. You thought it was one book. You didn't know it was different authors, like to different recipients. Like there, there's so many things, like we get excited and that is the presence of God and it is the power of God and that enthusiasm is something that you should cherish but it shouldn't be something where you begin to set, like I got saved and now I'm gonna be an evangelist. Like there's gonna be crowds of people or I'm ready to go and talk to everybody. I'm ready to go back to where I was before. That's one thing that I just, 
I really feel, felt impressed upon this week with 524 people accepting Jesus is you're, you may not be ready to go save the people that you just escaped from. Pray for them, love them, don't break relationship. But if God just set you free from toxic people or addiction or people that will pull you down, I'm not saying give up, I'm just saying you're not their personal evangelist in this season. That's not God, that, that probably is the enemy leading you back there because we know it's way easier to pull somebody down than it is to pull somebody up and, and you need to get a firm foundation before you go back and try and save those people. It could be a, a time for prayer or a time to talk to other Christian friends to help them. I'm not saying don't help them in the season, I'm just saying the enemy may be using a good motive to bring you back into a bad situation. We gotta, we gotta follow Jesus, we gotta follow him on his timing. Here's, here's the third one, we gotta release. So we gotta listen, we gotta follow, and then we have to release some things. We gotta release the things that keep you from Jesus. We gotta release the things that, that keep us from Jesus. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. You know, following Jesus is an act of submission. Like they would have heard about him, they would have known him, they would have been familiar, he's in his, his own region. But can we just put ourselves in context? Like they left their nets at once, like they left their provision, they left their trust, they left their careers and they just said, hey, this guy is, 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 is doing something that has never been done, I, I'm gonna follow him. They released what they were holding on to. I wanna ask you today, Action Church, what are you holding on to that's holding you back from all that God has for you? Like, God, don't take this from me. And let's do the easy one first. Some of us are holding on to bad things that are keeping us from following Jesus. A relationship, a sin struggle, an addiction, those are obvious. They're not always easy to release, but if we allow the, the Spirit of God to really begin to convict us, that says the, 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 the power of conviction will lead us to repentance and change, we will be able to release. But here's the tougher one. What if God is calling you to release some good things in your life because he has something better for you? Yeah. Like we're holding on to our idea of a, an American dream or a, a college degree or a career, all good things, but I'm just asking, what has God called you to? And if he's called you to it, he will begin to give you a passion for it. I think so many people are afraid to lay down their nets because they're like, I'm just gonna lay down my nets and I'm gonna be miserable. No, like you're, there's no way God's gonna call you to something without giving you a passion and a desire for it. It's just not how it works. It's just not how it works. Like it, it may be counterintuitive right now, but when, when people say, well, if I, if, I have to, if I answer this call to follow Jesus, I'm gonna end up in a mud hut in a third world country. Well, you know what? If you did, you'd be the happiest person in a mud hut in a third world country because you would be right in the middle of God's will. So many of us are like, I don't wanna, no, that's, that, you got the wrong picture of God that he's just gonna make you miserable and suffer. And Now there is suffering and sacrifice in this world. We talked about it two weeks ago, but God's best for your life, God's call in your life, he will give you a passion and he will give you the, the tools and he'll give you the, the knowledge to, to get through it. We gotta release some things in our life. Here's the main idea here, release control 
and trust Jesus. Release control and trust Jesus. Matthew chapter 16, again, Jesus talking to his followers, his disciples. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. And that's what we've been talking about the past couple weeks. It's the lordship of Jesus that, that saves us. And this is where we get stuck. This is tough. Why, I gotta give up my own way? I like my way. You know you're on your way because you like it most of the time. You know, if somebody tells you how to do something different, you're like, nah, thank you. Appreciate the, the input. I kind of like my way better. Could be in a sport, could be in the, the kitchen, cooking something, could be the way that you, you do the lawn. Like somebody comes by, they try and tell you how to do something different than you've been doing it your whole life. You're like, nah, thank you. And that's how we retreat our relationship with God. Thank you for your perspective, Jesus. Like, thank you for your insight and your word. I really appreciate this, this letter that you wrote to the church, but I don't think it really, I kind of like, and we make an idol out of our way and it keeps us from being a follower of Jesus. The first step, he said, if you, if you, if you want to be my follower, I don't know about you, but I'd like to be a follower of Jesus. You must, not you should. Jesus is just not very good at suggestions. Like there's no suggestion box in the kingdom of God. You know, I would like to change, who cares? There's no comment box. You don't get to give comments to the person that created you. You know what I mean? Like it just, this is just not in there. You must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. And there's a lot of different ways that we could take, take up your cross, take up Jesus' suffering, take up his sacrifice. We talked about that on Palm Sunday as we got ready for Good Friday. But one of the, one of the uh, ways that we could define take up your cross is Jesus came, his purpose was the cross. So give up your own ways and take up God's purpose for your life. Like that, that, and that's not easy. A cross is cumbersome and it's painful and it's heavy and sometimes your calling will be that but we gotta take up our cross and follow him and what I found is you can't carry your cross and your opinions at the same time. You can't carry your cross and your past at the same time. You can't carry your cross and your provision at the same time. You've got to release. If you're gonna carry your cross every single day, you've got to release everything else. Says James and John, left their nets and their dad. They left their family business and their father to say, you know what? There is nothing more important than following Jesus. And you have, and I have a lot of good relationships in our life, but I'm here to tell you, Jesus has to be the priority. If Jesus says he's calling, then I'm, then I'm going. I'm gonna release. I'm gonna release the things I'm holding on to. Here's the last one. We gotta release the things that would keep you from Jesus. And then number four, if we're gonna be a follower of Jesus, trading in a, a recreational crock faith for a, a functional faith, we gotta receive the authority of Jesus. We need his authority if we're gonna be a follower. Here's what it says in Matthew 10. This is where he's about to send out his followers for the first time. These followers are becoming leaders in their own right. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority. It's so important just practically as, as leaders that we give people authority and not just responsibility, but it's so much more important for following Jesus. I need to know that I have the authority of the power of God if I'm gonna go into battle against the enemy. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't wanna walk out there. Like, it, 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 basically, hey, Jesus, if this isn't your fight, I don't wanna be in it. So I need the, the authority to, to, to go. I need the authority to, to follow. He gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the 12 apostles. I think it's important. I think it's important that, so important that the apostles are named here. They could have just kept them at 12. But your mission is collaborative and collective in the local church. But your calling is unique. So it's all of us together that the 12 disciples are being sent out. But just to remind us, because God is a God of details, it's not just the 12 because the 12 are made up of one person at a time and that's how Action Church is supposed to be. That's how the kingdom of God is supposed to be built with a, with a collaborative mission, but a very personal calling and gifts and talents and abilities. So he gives them, he gives them names. He doesn't have to name them. It's not important to us. It's important because God says that every person matters. Your calling matters, your passion matters. He gave you a name because he gave you a unique purpose. I love in Ephesians where it says that he created something for us to do and then he created us to do it. So, so backwards in the way we think. God's like, no, I, I put a purpose on earth and then I put a name to it. And that's why there's always a void in your life when, you don't, when, you, when you're searching for it because you're searching for the very thing you were created to do. Simon called Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew. Don't know a lot of Bartholomews around here today. Could be a suggestion. Thomas, Matthew, James, Thaddeus. I don't let Thaddeus see that's a strong name, strong Thaddeus. Simon, and then Judas Iscariot, the one who later betrayed him. He called them, and then he sent them out. He sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans. That wasn't their calling at this time, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. It says, go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. He, he said, hey, you've been watching me do it. Now it's your turn. Like too many of us, have a recreational faith where we just watch Jesus and other disciples. We're recreational, we're consumers, we're, we're, we're on the sidelines and at a certain point we gotta go from Matthew 4 to Matthew 10 where we're not just following and watching, we're not just following and listening, we're actually, we're actually being released to do what God has called us to do. Amen. 524 people, you, you answered the call last week but now it's time to start following Jesus in a functional way. And the call for this season practically is, could be so many different things for you, but I'm gonna give you just three practical things for some of you is to get baptized today. And we believe that hundreds of you will get baptized over the next two weeks because at every location, we're having, now we're having baptisms this week and next week because of the weather today. And, and I really believe the number of people. And so if you want to go today, but we know there's some weather coming in. So baptism is the next step. God is calling you to get baptized. In fact, if you raise your hand or check that box, that is your next step. It doesn't save you. It doesn't redeem you. What it does is show everybody else what happened on the inside of you. It's a, it's a public declaration of a, very, of a private and personal decision. And, 
it's time to go public. The second thing that God's calling you to do, if you checked A, B, or, or maybe even C last week, and you're gonna make a decision to follow Jesus today, is to go to action step one. We put it the week after Easter for a reason because I know that God's first step in you following him is to figure out why you were created. The void in your life will never be filled and you can find that out at action step one. And here's the third one, and it's a new one. At the end of this month, we're gonna have uh, another expansion night. Some of you, God is calling to join our expansion team. It's a part of our A team. And if you want more information on how you can use what you do in the business world or through your finances to, to leverage and invest in the kingdom of God, contact your location pastor today. Those are three things Jesus is calling. Like he's, he's calling you. You ever get some weird calls? I got my phone up here today, not because I wanna talk to anybody. It's on airplane mode. So it's not vibrating and buzzing. It's, you ever get, you ever get calls you don't wanna take? All the time. <laughs> Pastor Eddie said all the time. He didn't mean that for Winter Park location. He loves all of you. Loves it, loves you, grateful for you. You ever get a call when it comes up and you get it, you're like, I'm not answering that. Come on, could be a spam call. I wanna know, know how they know it's potential spam. Like, I would just like to know, like, how did you know? Anybody else ever have fun with the spammers? Like, you got a little extra time? Like, just, no, I'm not gonna bring you a gift card from Target. And why do you need a gift card? <laughs> I'll bring you some cash. No, no cash. I'll send you a check. No, no check. Yeah, just, just fun. Just, just ignore. Come on, you get a call from work when you're on the golf course and you shouldn't be? Anybody? Uh, got a little, you don't even have to like fake it anymore when the pandemic season, you're just like, I don't feel where they're like, stay home for two weeks. We'll pay you. God, I'd love to be in school. I'd love to be in school in 2021. Just, you know, just, just have a little sniffle, two weeks off, see ya. Uh, the par us parents are like, no, go back to school, you're fine. <laughs> go and you get that call from, from that one family member, you're like, oh, that's at least an hour. I'm never gonna get that back. Ignore. <laughs> Too many of us are ignoring the call of Jesus on our life. Come on, we look at it. We look at it, and if you're really blatant and bold and, and, and ignorant, really, you, you decline it. You, you know people know when you decline it. You click that button, and it goes straight to voicemail. It's like, oh, they, they, like, like God knows. He's calling you and you're declining it. Come on, we have a different feature now that you can just look and you can press that button on the side if you're saved and you have an iPhone. I don't know what you do with an Android, but just follow me. <laughs> you click that side button, it silences it. So you're not blatant about your, your disregard for the call of God. You're just like, nah, not today. Love to answer it on Sunday, but Friday night when I'm out with my friends and God's saying, hey, don't do this, nah. And silence your voice in this setting. Silence your voice in this relationship. You know, sometimes we just miss it. We just miss the call. Just don't hear it. We're distracted. We don't have the, the phone with us. The next step is we're kind of in this, this church game. Maybe we're, we're serving a little, we're giving a little, we're involved in a small group, but we're not really authentic or honest, not everywhere. Maybe, maybe when God calls, you got this feature where you could say, I just reply with a text. 
Like I'm busy right now, I'll call you back later. Can't talk. He's calling. Sometimes we answer and we go through a, a patch of bad reception. The bad reception is never from his end. The calls never drop because he dropped you. You ever get that? Come on. The call drops, the call drops, and you're like, I don't, I don't, it happens at least once a week. I don't know if that was my phone or your phone. Can I just hear, I'm just here to tell you on the first week of follow that if, if, you, if the call has been dropped in your life, God did not drop the call. His service is perfect. Like he's got, he's got full bars every single day. Here's where we gotta get to. We, we look at the phone and God is, is calling. Jesus is calling. He's calling you to that, that dream, that career, that relationship. He's calling you out of captivity, out of darkness, out of sin. He's calling and we answer. And when we answer, we don't start with a statement. We start with a question. We don't start by telling God what we should be doing or what he should be doing or what we think. We say, God, what, what do you have for me today? God, what do you have for me in this season? God, what do you have for me in this situation? That I'm gonna answer the call, and I need you to hear this, answer the call to be a disciple of Jesus. Answer the call to use your gifts for his glory. Answer the call to be on mission. But hey, answer the call in every single situation. Because in every situation, it's, it's God's way or it's our way. And it says, hey, I'm gonna lay down my own ways. I'm gonna pick up my cross and I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow. If we're followers, that means we don't exactly know where we're going. So we should make way less statements and ask way more questions. Jesus, why are we doing this? Why did you handle it this way? Why did you heal this person and not this person? Why did you respond this way with righteous anger and this way with grace and, and compassion? Like why and what and how? And we can begin to lean in and learn and become a, a true follower of Jesus. We're gonna listen. We're gonna, we're gonna trust and follow. We're gonna release some things and then we're gonna receive the power and the spirit of God and I believe we'll trade a recreational once a week faith for a functional foundational faith that will end in us following Jesus into everything he has for our life. At every location, would you bow your heads and close your eyes right now as we get ready to end this part of our service. A follower of Jesus is the call. Learning to be a follower. The next four weeks, I believe we're all gonna learn to follow him more closely intimately and deeply. But to start the journey, you gotta lay down your nets. You gotta, you gotta release control. You gotta, you gotta take that first step. And that's what I'm gonna give you the opportunity to do today at all of our locations, Winter Park, Sanford, Oviedo, South Orlando, worshiping online. You're gonna start a relationship with Jesus today. You're gonna lay down your life, lay down your will, lay down control and follow Jesus for the very first time. Others of you are gonna follow Jesus for the first time in a long time. You're gonna recommit your life today. If that's just, that's me. I, I've settled for a, a recreational faith and I'm exchanging that today.
for a real faith, functional faith. I'm recommitting my life. I'm giving Jesus access to everything. If that's you, and you say, Pastor Justin, count me in when you pray today. I wanna start a relationship or I wanna recommit my life. Would you just raise your hand so I know who's praying with me? I'm becoming a follower of Jesus today. I got one, two, three, one, four, five in the stadium, six back here. See you right there, yep. Proud of you. Two more over here, three more, four, yeah. Gotcha. Come on, Sanford. South Orlando. Come on, Oviedo and Haggerty High School. Come on, I believe there's somebody right now in their living room, surrounded by friends or family. Just raise your hand right where you are. Just to say, that's me. I'm laying down my own ways. I'm picking up my cross and I'm following Jesus. I'm so proud of you. You put your hands down. Just pray this in your heart as I pray it out loud. Say this, say, God, I love you. And God, I thank you. I thank you for saving me. Today, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm saved only by your grace. And I am confessing with my mouth and I'm believing in my heart that you are the Lord and I'm giving you that place, complete and total control. God, have your way in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And God, I pray for all of us, all of us here today that we would this week in a practical way lay down our own ways, pick up your purpose and follow you. Let us remove some distractions and let's be better listeners this week to the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, asking more questions and giving less statements, learning how to follow you more closely. We love you. We thank you for the lives that were changed today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody at Action Church said amen and amen. Church, can we celebrate all of the decisions? Come on, really celebrate them.